Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. The thing about the, about the woman at the well, I really believe that we can continue to meet him. We can continue to meet with him. Our testimony is not about just our salvation story. Our testimony is the life we live every day. It's the life that we live as he changes us, as he takes us from glory to glory, as he moves us from place to place and location to location. I shared this the other night, but, you know, we talk about deliverance, and we always think about demonic deliverance or things like that. But, but in reality, when you think about the times that people were delivered out of, like the, the Israelites were delivered out of the hands of Pharaoh. It was a change of location. And we need to change our location. We need to change our location. We need to allow God to deliver us out of our situations. We need to allow him to change our location. And so I'm just going to have a few people share. And if at some point y'all feel a release, to, I trust y'all to do what y'all do. But I do feel like it might not be a bad idea to have a little worship in between the testimonies. We're just going to see what God's going to do, right? We didn't come to have a traditional experience. We came for more of God. We came for more of God. It is not my desire that you leave the way you came. It's not my desire that I leave the way I came. I want more of him. I want more of heaven in me. I want to walk into darkness and light shine so bright that, that, that they can't stand in the presence of the light. I want God to be able to trust me to go into darkness. He's like, I can send you. I can send you. Because we've walked through some things together. We've walked through some things. And you've let me do a work in your life. And I can send you. I can send you. So Cindy, I'm going to let Cindy share first. Okay, so when uh, Becky messaged me <laughs> and asked me if I would speak today, uh, I was a little nervous, not going to lie, but uh, when you give your yes, you give your yes, and that's it. That's it. So uh, I've got everything written down. I'm going to try not to read it, but I just didn't want to miss anything. First, uh, I want to start out by telling a little bit about the healing of my migraines. Um, it's been about five or six weeks ago. Um, came to the Praise and Presence, and if you've never come, I recommend it highly because things happen. Um, towards the end of the, I don't know if you want to call it service or, or gathering, um, we always have a time to pray for healing or whatever anybody wants to pray for. And I happened to look up and caught Brittany's eye 
and she pointed at me and pointed to my head, pointed at her head, and I knew what she meant. So I asked for prayers for my migraines. Ken didn't hesitate. He laid his hands on my head. Everybody prayed for me, and it's been, like I said, five or six weeks, and I have not had one migraine, not one. Does the enemy try to come back and get on me? Of course. But I say, not today. Not today. Jesus is bigger than you. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I've prayed long and hard about for years, something that I wanted. Um, like most of you, I've been to several different churches in my life, and until I went to the church that I went to before I came to the well, um, I'd never heard or experienced people speaking in tongues. And I've seen, you know, I know that the Holy Spirit's filled these people, and this just, it comes with that. Um, it's kind of it kind of intrigued me, but it kind of scared me a little bit too, because I, I didn't know what to expect. I asked a few people, you know, how how does this happen? Um, they'd usually just tell me it just happens. I wasn't happy with that answer, at all, because there had to be something else. Over the last few years, I've prayed about it, went to altar calls, asked to receive it, not really knowing that it's actually a gift from the Holy Spirit. So about two weeks ago, again, I was at Praise and Presence. Again, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. We got to ask questions. Daryl did... Um, a service that we could ask questions about things that we weren't sure about or wanted to know more about. So I asked about speaking in tongues and how do I receive it? I said that I've been wanting this for so long, didn't know how to receive it. I actually find out that it's one of nine gifts that you can receive through the Holy Spirit, a baptism through the Holy Spirit. That's all it took. <laughs> Becky and everyone else asked me to come up front. <laughs> Becky handed me a box of Kleenex. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to lose it. I don't know. What's this box of Kleenex? So she handed it to me and said, make believe this is a gift. No, someone gives you a gift. You want, would want to open it, right? I said, yes. So she said, the Holy Spirit wants to give you a gift. 
Now open it. I'm thinking, okay, everyone's going to pray for me, and I'm going to go home, and I'll have to wait for this gift that I'm supposed to receive. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I told Becky before they all started praying for me. I could feel something, but I didn't know what. And she said, that's good. (laughs) So as they were all praying, mostly in tongues, everyone, I just opened my heart. And the sounds just started pouring out. After that, someone suggested that we all line up. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I was just filled. That we line up side by side and pray in our special gift together. What a wonderful sound to hear everyone speaking in their own tongue. Nobody's the same. It was a wonderful sound. I try to pray, but I can't always find the words, and I know that this is my own special conversation with God. I I finally received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues. What a wonderful gift. With that, I'm going to close with the scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. tells the story of a father and he said would a good father withhold any good gift from his son if he asked for it no he would not he would not withhold any good gift how much greater does our father in heaven desire to give you the desires of your heart and so if that is something First, if you need healing, he's a healer. If you need an infeeling of the Holy Spirit, he's the filler. He will fill you. He will fill you. And she is right. It's nine gifts. Miracles are one of those gifts. Healings are one of those gifts. The gift of faith. How many times have you been in a situation where you needed that faith to rise up inside of you, to speak to a situation? to have faith for a situation. Brian, I'm thinking about your mama. We had to reach out in faith last week, didn't we? 
We had to reach out in faith for her healing. We needed God to respond. We needed a miracle. And what did he do? He answered. He answered. He answered. That is our God. That is our God. I want y'all to meet Tori. She's new to the family. (laughs) We're so happy she's here. God's doing amazing things in her life. (laughs) And so I want her to share some of what God's laid on her heart. Well, before I get started, um, something that I just, it's on my heart during worship. Um, I kept seeing a rock. I know it sounds weird, but I kept seeing a rock, and in this rock started a crack. And the crack kept going up and up and up the rock. And I, I was kind of, I was speaking that out. And as I was speaking it, the crack kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And light started to shine through it. And I felt like God was telling me, as soon as you get up there, you need to talk about this because somebody has got a wall up and I'm trying to crack it down so that my light can pour in. And so I, I wasn't expecting to do this, but um, if you if there's a wall that you just feel like you can't break down, I would love to pray with you later. Um, I know that's really random, but I just wanted to let you all know. <laughs> so uh, my testimony is I practiced yesterday, ran through it. I'm not one to take notes. I just kind of go by the seat of my pants. <laughs> and, um, so I ran through it once yesterday. It was 20 minutes. So if I start to get long, do this. <laughs> but on my way here, I was praying that the Holy Spirit would just speak through me and that people who needed to hear that their spiritual ears would be opened so that they could hear. And one of the things that came to me was, um, this goes way back, Um, I was a rainbow baby. My mom had a miscarriage before me, and they were not expecting to have me. Um, She had told my dad, when I turn 30, I'm done. We're not having any more kids. Well, she had me the month before she turned 30. So... For some reason, I think that that was important to share that I was not expected in my family. Um, I was a, a gift to them from God after the loss of another baby. And um, so that just kind of kickstarts where I'm going with my testimony. Um, I didn't grow up really in a church until middle school. And once I, <laughs> the church I started going to, was in a warehouse. It kind of freaked my parents out at first. They're like, are you really going to a warehouse to to church? And I said, yeah, I am. Um, and one of the biggest things that I wanted to share was, and I was only in middle school at the time, but I felt a huge calling to missionary work. And again, that freaked my parents out. They're like, why the heck is our 13, 14-year-old want to go to other countries? And you know, speak God's word and bring God to people. And um, so I had planned a trip to go to Mexico City. And the day before the trip, I was told by my doctor I couldn't go. I hurt my back in a movie theater. I know that sounds ridiculous. I stood up out of a chair and I couldn't stand up. Uh, My back just locked up on me. To this day, we don't know what was wrong. Um, and the day before I was supposed to leave for Mexico, my doctor looked at me and said, you can't go. If something happened, you're in Mexico City. You're not in the United States. 
And so we called up the youth pastor and said, you know, Tori's got to back out. And she said, well, is there anybody else that could go? And my dad said, well, I can go. And she's like, that's an answer to prayer. We needed a man. We needed a male figure on this trip to lead us. And the trip, my dad <laughs> called work and said, I'm taking a week and a half off. I'll be in Mexico. And he went on the trip and it changed his life. He and I started leading missionary trips together. Um, We've done international and domestic trips. And actually, on a mission trip is how I met my husband. We, um, we met, and he, he had a girlfriend at the time. But years later, now we're married, and we have two kids. Um, but one of the biggest things that I guess I it didn't come to me until I started coming to the well in January was... I've always felt different, and missionary work is great, and on mission trips, I've had um, a lot of spiritual experiences, not not always the best spiritual experiences, and so because of those experiences, I turned away um, from God for a long time. He was always there. I prayed to him, but I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't there with him. You know, I kind of half halved it for a long time until I came here and and um, I think it was like the second time I came Becky reached out to my neighbor and said hey I want to meet Tori can she come over and I was a little nervous you know when pastor's wife reaches out so I met her I spent like four hours I felt really bad I wasn't expecting to stay that long but I just kind of let it all out and it brought me a sense of freedom from those those demonic experiences that I had had that I had been holding on to for so long. And the same Tuesday that Cindy was blessed with tongues, everyone prayed over me, and that awoke something. Um, I've always had dreams, um, it's a gift from God, <laughs> and. I turned them off because for a long time they were they were bad dreams that you never want to happen. And so I was like, you know what, I'll just, if I step away, they'll calm down, and they did. So as soon as I started coming here, um, like I said, it something awoke in me. And I uh, was prayed over that Tuesday night, and when I got home, there was a, a battle, a spiritual battle in my house. And the next day I said, Becky, can you come pray in my home? And she did. And at the end, she looked at me and goes, it's not your house, it's you. <laughs> we need to pray over you. And so I'm like, oh, great. You know, that's the best. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she, you know, we had talked and she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast, you fast, and we'll get a small group together and we'll come pray for you. And um, so Friday morning, we had, you know, well, I, let me back up. That night at sundown, we were starting our fast, and I got sick. I got really, really sick. I had a horrible migraine. I couldn't walk. And that spiritual war that was going on in my house from Tuesday night was continuing, and I could feel the heaviness of it. And um, so Friday rolls around. They come over, and we're praying. And it was not easy to let go and to let God in again because for so many years I closed that door out of fear and now I just keep hearing God telling me you fear me more than Satan 
fear who I am more than him because he has no no right to you. He can't. He has no authority over you. He didn't make you. I made you. And after that, I just, the sense of freedom in the spirit that I can have now, and I, I worship in it every day. It's such a gift. Um, it's been such a change for me, and I think that it's, I mean, and this has only happened in the past, like, two or three weeks. But now my dreams have come back, and they're stronger than they've ever been. Um, I no longer have demonic dreams, and I can stand against Satan, and I don't fear. Because every time I stand against him, I can sense Jesus with me. And that just gets stronger and stronger and stronger as every day passes. And then, like, this morning during worship... I'm able to speak what he wants me to speak and share what he wants me to share. And it's, that's, that's my testimony. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to be able to experience that. And I wouldn't have gotten that had it not been for the well and what they're doing here. So, yeah. She's absolutely right about the rock. God does want to deliver someone today. He wants to shine light through a wall that has been built a long time. But it's time to knock that thing down. It's time to let it go. And fear, fear is a liar. It is a liar. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love, and that is Jesus. Jesus casts out fear. Fear will keep you, will hold you back will keep you from, like it did with Tori, that fear of, I don't want it because when I allow myself to feel it, i got to deal with all this other stuff. I don't want that because that makes me afraid. And then change happens, and you get a glimpse of the light, which is a beautiful thing, but it can feel a little uncertain and a little scary. And you got to find a new normal. You know, you got to find a new norm, and you got to walk in that thing. You have to walk in it in faith until the walk gets easier and easier, until you can get further and further distant from that thing, from the fear, from the lies, from the lifestyle, whatever it is. You got to walk in the new normal. Brittany's coming to share. Y'all just let God deal with your hearts, let Him speak to you. Aren't these beautiful? Beautiful. Hi. So I really want to start with the good part, but I feel like I need to, you know, give you a little back story so that you understand how great where I am is. I'm going to try not to pace, but no promises, so don't watch. Make it dizzy. Okay, so I've been raised in church since I was like five. Um, so I've always known about Jesus, and I've known, you know, what he did for us, how he came and died for us. Um, but a lot of things happened to 
you know, make me feel that it wasn't really for me, that there's no way that he could have done that for me. Because if he really knows, he wouldn't have done it for me. Um, So when I was seven, um, I was raped. Uh, when I was 13, my dad died. Um, when I was 16, I had a, a prophet come to the church that I was attending and speak death over me. Um, and at the time, the church brought him in, so I just assumed that he was right. I just thought that it was from God because they had him on the pulpit, you know. He was speaking life into everyone else, but when it was my turn, it was not life-giving at all. Um, so at the time, I just went with it because he was supposed to be a man of God. He was supposed to be speaking um, truth in life. Um, so I believed that for a long time. So even though I was attending church, um, I was basically just there because my parents made me. So when I graduated high school, my sister came up here for um, like a discipleship program. Um, and I really liked my sister, so I, <laughs> I wanted to be like her. So I came to this program as well. Um, there were life-changing moments there, um, but it didn't stick. Um, So let's just say 2018 came around. Um, I have four kids, if you don't know. Um, and at this time, I was really hurt and really broken just from everything that I had held on to and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. So when I was at church or in public, I was okay. I told myself I was okay. I told everybody everything was fine. Um, so some really dramatic happened in my life, and um, not to me, but to a good friend of mine, um, and that was it. I was like, there's no way that this can happen if God is who he says he is. So feeling myself the lack that I wasn't getting from God, because I wasn't receiving it, but um, I turned to like drinking and taking pills and all sorts of stuff, looking and longing for something more. Um, to be honest, it was really hard to love my kids because I didn't know how to love. I didn't know what it was like to be loved. Um, and even the people who tried to love me, I didn't let them because I had put up so many walls and so many barriers around my heart. Um, so one day at my last church, um, this person had said a lot of things to me, but for some reason that day, it just stuck. And I actually heard what she had to say. She said, people are waiting to release what you have inside of you. The kingdom depends on it. So I took that word and I tried in myself 
to be who God wanted me to be. I went to church. I went to every prayer service. I asked for extras. um, And I just went after God. But I went after God in myself and as a servant. Because I knew that he couldn't love me. There's no way he could. All of the stuff that I had done and been through and what I had said, there's no way that he would want me. Um, so a little later, I started attending the well. Um, and I slowly started seeing things change because... Uh, just a second. Okay, so we had planned on go to going to a women's conference, and I had heard so many great things about this conference. Like, you know, anybody who goes there, God touches them, he shows up, transforms their lives. So I was like, okay, even though I was serving the Lord and he was speaking to me and I was seeing things and hearing things from him, I just felt like something was missing. So this conference was going to be it. This is where it was all going to change. I wasn't going to, you know, allow anything to be in my way anymore. This conference was, it was it. It was going to be life-changing for me. Um, Well, we were doing, like, sharing devotion or something before we left on one of our uh, Facebook pages. And God told me to share that we should write a list of what we're expecting at this conference. So here I am. I wrote my list. And then Sunday came. Like, I don't know if it was the week before or two weeks before. Um, I, I don't even know what the sermon was about. I don't think it had anything to do with deliverance or anything. But I answered the altar call. I came up to the front, and I was just broken. Um, so if you don't know, Becky always says, you got to do what you got to do to get what you want to get. So that day... I was like, I want to get free. I want to be able to be loved and be who God has called me to be fully. I don't want to be held back by things of this world, and I don't want to be held back by the burdens that I've allowed to stay inside of me. So I came up to the front. Becky and I don't know who else prayed for me. Um, I only remember Becky because I almost threw up on her. But we prayed for a minute, and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling good, you know. But that wasn't it. I didn't want it to be it. I wanted it to, the root to be gone. I wanted it to be completely gone. Um, So I just needed a moment with my father. So Becky asked if she wanted me, her to leave me alone. Because alone is not my favorite thing, even though I'll tell you it is. Um, So I kind of like to have backup. But in that moment... I needed time with the Father. Um, So, Mm -hmm. it was right here. That's why I keep pointing right here. Um, In that moment, I stopped walking to the Father like this. I stopped coming to the Father as a servant, and I started coming to the Father as his daughter.
Sorry. Woo. And in that moment, my life changed. If you knew me, my life changed. You could, I could feel it on the inside and you could see it on the outside. It's about knowing who you are, not about what you've done or what you think you're supposed to be. It's about who he thinks that you are. You're loved, you're worthy. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to deliver you from everything that's holding you back from being his child. So we sing a song that says, um, with just one look, everything changes. And that song from that moment has been a constant reminder of all you have to do is come to the Father with your head held high, no matter what you've done, and receive him as your father and not as your master or sir, like, I don't know. He wants to love you. He wants to pour his gifts on you. He wants to cover you with his love. Um, so as awesome as that is, it doesn't end there. It did not end right there. Every day, <laughs> like, since then, God has showed new things to me. He's revealed things to me, things that were still hidden that I didn't even know were there anymore because I've hidden them for so long. And he's setting me free constantly. Um, so it is a process. Sometimes, you have, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm not going to talk today. Before I got delivered, I never wanted to talk. I was scared to talk. I'm talking on a microphone, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> So sometimes, you know, I have to be like, I have to tell the accuser to shut up. He has no authority, and I have to say what I have to say because God gave it to me to say. Yeah, I think I'm done. I don't know. says we're made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So today we've heard a lot of testimonies and we have heard a lot of overcoming and I believe we saw some that weren't spoken but they were overcoming things in the altar today and I praise God for it. But you know I got to thinking about how do you make that relevant to this time, this age, and what does that mean? And I got this vision of this field of snow, deep snow. If you've ever walked through a field of deep snow, how many of y'all have not walked through a field of deep snow? All right, so it's going to be relevant to all y'all. That's what I was going for. But if you've walked through a field of deep snow, every step is a challenge. Every step takes effort. But you know, once someone has walked that path, once someone has walked that path and they've tamped down that snow, that path is a lot easier to walk. So I praise God that Jesus has left us a path to follow. And every step doesn't have to be a labor. Every step doesn't have to be a challenge. But he has left us a path to follow that we can walk and know whose footsteps we're in. Amen. So thank you, Lord.
So I just feel like, you know, because, you know, I guess that's what we do is we pray. So let's pray. Let's just seal this word today. Let's let the words just resound in heaven. You know, uh, Becky was talking about this vision of the stick and the reverberations of the stick as it quakes in the ground. And I can't help but think about our words are simply vibrations. And it's the same thing, our words, as they echo out through all eternity, carry with it the sound of victory, the sound of overcoming, the words of our testimony. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the testimonies given here today. I thank you for the testimonies that started here today. And, Heavenly Father, I can't wait until we get to hear those testimonies. So, Lord, I ask that you just continue to work on and bless every step that someone took today. And Father, for those who shared their testimony, Father, who who became the overcomer today by sharing of their testimony, God, I thank you for them and I ask a special blessing on them. So Lord, as we all walk along this path, God, let it be plain before us, Father, that path that you have taken. Let us walk in those footsteps behind you. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And when we get off that path, God, we have only to repent and turn and find our way back. So I thank you for that, God. So, Lord, you've done a wonderful thing here today. We just cannot thank you enough. We just lift up our praise and thanks for you, to you today. What a beautiful, beautiful thing it is. We are in awe, Lord. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Well, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.